Lori Houston is the founder of Animal Acres and the pioneer of the farmed animal sanctuary movement. She joins us on the line to talk about uh, undercover investigations exposing the harm of factory farming, the animal sanctuary movement, and of course, Animal Acres' upcoming gala on September 5th. And uh, Lori Houston, and I hope it's Houston, is uh, founder of Animal Acres and is considered the pioneer of the farmed animal sanctuary movement. In 1986, she co-founded Farm Sanctuary, which opened the country's first sanctuary for farmed animals. For 18 years, she directed the group's rescue and fundraising efforts. Through her farm animal sanctuary, through her farm animal sanctuary efforts, Lori has directly saved thousands of animals from the cruelties of factory farms, stockyards, and slaughterhouses, and she's brought national attention to the plight of animals used for food production. Her work has been featured in hundreds of newspaper, television, and radio news stories, including guest appearances on CBS This Morning, Animal Planet, Primetime Live, and of course, KUCI. And uh, Lori joins us this morning. Good morning, Lori. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I don't know. Uh, I'm hearing a little bit of an echo. Can you hear me clearly? Yeah, I can hear you real well. Okay. So I do live out in the boondocks. <laughs> <laughs> no sweat. And is it... Houston or Houston? You got it right. It is Houston, okay. just like the city. Well, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Why don't we begin? Uh, I- explain what is meant by an animal sanctuary movement. Well, basically, um, when I started the first shelter for farm animals back in 1986, there were no shelters for farm animals. So uh, there was very little humane enforcement efforts. Very few organizations were even working on behalf of farm animal protection. Um, and, and basically, people thought the word vegan was a character on Star Trek. I mean, there was very little known about these issues. Um, and what we saw with both the formation of Farm Sanctuary and then um, continuing sanctuaries is that people came, they visited the sanctuary, they saw, oh, wow, this is a great way to introduce people to some pretty tough issues. And let's face it, if you're eating cows, pigs, and chickens, you know, it can be a little challenging to keep your heart and eyes open to this issue that they are indeed sentient beings. You know, if you love animals called pets, why do you want to eat animals called dinner? It was a pretty profound message way back, you know, 20 years ago. And I'm happy to Uh, say now that because of the first farm animal sanctuary, that kind of um, propelled other sanctuaries across the country. And it really is a movement. There are about 25 now across the country um, with more opening up every day with, of course, Animal Acres here in Los Angeles County being the latest. So explain exactly what an animal sanctuary is and does. Well, Generally, animal sanctuaries, and of course there are a lot of different types, but certainly in my area, farm animal, animal sanctuaries provide refuge for victims of the food animal industry. That's one of our primary missions is, of course, to rescue and provide shelter for these animals who desperately need saving. But the education work is equally important. And in fact, the animal ambassadors, as we call them, that come to sanctuaries have a really big job to do, and that is to reach and teach and open people's hearts and minds to their plight. Um, You know, it's just a little bit easier to learn about the cruelties of dairy production and what you can do to help when you're getting a cow kiss. Or it's just a little easier, obviously, to learn about the cruelties of pork production when you're giving a pig a belly rub. And sanctuaries make it fun, but it's still very profound. Um, And I can't tell you over the years since I first started in 1986, the thousands of letters I have received personally, um, they continue to come in just just this uh, year, one of the letters that touched me most was from a 71-year-old woman who came to our 4th of July picnic and she said, oh my God, I never realized these animals were so 
like animals. <laughs> and it was just very simple but very profound. And she went vegan, you know, at 71 years of age. And today we have a school, another school uh, group coming out. We're a certified site for humane education. So we have hundreds of school kids come out from all ages. And for many of them, it's the first time they've ever really looked into a cow's eyes and given a pig a belly rub. And I know that that's planting seeds of compassion for all animals. You know, it's interesting because people have dogs and cats and, and mm-hmm. goldfish and hamsters, and they will uh, acknowledge that even their hamster can have a personality or can can have uh, uh, emotions or feel pain and suffering, exactly. and yet they'll go ahead and eat animals for dinner. Yeah, there's a real disconnect, and that, I think, right there, you've summed it up well. That is the mission of the Farm Animal Sanctuary Movement in places like Animal Acres because we need to have people make that connection. I had that disconnection. I grew up in Wisconsin loving animals. I, you know, with bringing home strays and helping the injured birds that, you know, fell, that I found in the yard. And, you know, I was just a huge animal lover since I could walk and talk. But, of course, I ate them. And it wasn't until I was about 15 or 16 that I started realizing, well, wait a minute. You know, I realized, again, if I love animals, I shouldn't be eating them. It's the single most important way every day that people can and save lives, and not just save lives, but stop horrendous cruelty. I've been investigating the food animal industry since 1986, and I've been to hundreds of factory farms and stockyards and slaughterhouses, and there is no humane way to slaughter an animal. Um, There is no... In these farms, animals really are looked at as just commodities. Um, even on the organic and free-range farms, these animals are looked at as commodities. They're treated as commodities. They're shocked. They're beaten. They're kicked. They're transported for days without food and water. Uh, on factory farms, they're raised in such confinement that they can't even turn around. Um, and, yes, we can pass laws to make things less cruel, but we will never make it truly humane. It is an inhumane system as long as animals are slaughtered. I want to remind listeners to turn to KUCI and Irvine. This is Justice or Justice. We're speaking with Lori Houston from Animal Acres. And maybe um, let's back up a bit. We, we talked about that disconnect between, mm-hmm. you know, the animals we live with and the animals on our plate. Um, what brought about that awareness to you? What, uh, what happened prior to 1986 that led you to... Uh, be the pioneer, if you will, of the animal uh, sanctuary movement? That's a really good question, and I I don't have a good answer. I don't know why some people just kind of wake up one day and go, oh, you know, I I shouldn't be hurting any animals, and that means cows and pigs and chickens, so I'm going to go vegetarian. Um, But I do know that education plays a really key role. Um, And... I fork, and I'll use myself as an example. I became a vegetarian because I, I truly woke up one morning and went, wait a minute, I love animals. This doesn't make any sense. And I'd heard about saving the seals. I mean, this was in the 70s, remember? <laughs> um, I'd heard about, you know, saving the seals and the whales, but nobody, nobody was talking about saving the cows. So I, it, for me, it was just a, a real personal revelation. But even then, I didn't become vegan because it didn't even occur to me that cows um, you know, live miserable lives and then also are killed when they're only four or five years 
of age or that their babies are taken away from it. It didn't occur to me how eggs are produced and how cruelly, cruelly hens are raised in these small cages to produce eggs. So I didn't go vegan until actually I did get involved with the animal rights movement. It finally came to Wisconsin, (laughs) where I'm from, in 1981 with a group called Mobilization for Animals. Um, And it was one of the best, I mean, it it was an epiphany. I actually grew up thinking in high school that I was the only person who thought animals should have you know, rights, the same rights as humans, i.e. the right to live, to not be tortured, to not be hurt. Um, and when I saw that there were not just a few, but millions of people who felt that way, I, I knew I had found my calling and I got immediately involved in animal rights um, and haven't looked back since. And then we talk about animals as commodities. You had mentioned earlier that uh, there's no humane way to slaughter an animal. Um, Talk about maybe the myth of the uh, old McDonald's farm, that there's such a thing as just a a family farm where animals are are happy and and slaughtered humanely and circle of life and so forth. Well, you bring up another amazing point and very, very intelligent point, and that is not only are we desensitized since we're very tiny children, you know, mom doesn't put a hamburger on our plate and say, eat your cow, kid, you know, eat your cow. Um, likewise, corporations like McDonald's have played a very vital role in that um, continuing in awareness of how animals are raised and really the reality. And they purposely, it is absolutely purposeful, portray these animals raised on happy farms and everybody's getting, you know, if you look at Farmer John's, which is a huge slaughterhouse here in Los Angeles for uh, pigs, they have this giant mural of Farmer John, you know, playing with the pigs in this big grassy yard. And, and these places know that what's behind the wall is the absolute opposite. is absolutely the most abysmal, miserable concentration-like conditions that you'll ever find animals being raised in. So they purposely keep those myths going. Um, the good news is, is that now consumers, because the animal rights movement has gotten bigger, more sophisticated, has more financial resources, and because there are places like Animal Acres that people can reconnect with farm animals on a whole new level, when the public learns how farm animals are raised, they are as appalled as when if they heard dogs and cats were raised this way, and they will vote to stop cruel practices, like happened here recently in California. They will go vegan when they're 71 years old. Um, people are responding to information, and that's the key at places like Animal Acres is, yeah, we invite them in, come on in, give a pig a belly rub, but at the same time they're giving a pig a belly rub, they're learning, you know, about the cruelty of pork production and what people can do to help. Now, if I visit Animal Acres, do I get a belly rub too? <laughs> if you want one, sure. Okay. You know, we <laughs> we'll talk off there. It's a sanctuary for all. <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay, so uh, why don't we, uh, you know, one of the things that's, that's quite uh, interesting is uh, there's there's a new, you'll pardon the pun, a new breed of a- activism with uh-huh. animal rights that deals with the, the undercover investigations. Yeah. Talk a bit about that. Oh, that's great work. There are phenomenal efforts going on. Um, I'm sure you've had folks from Mercy for Animals, a new and growing, fastly growing organization that has really taken this on and is going directly to factory farms. Um, and it's getting tougher. I've done a lot of it um, with Farm Sanctuary. I've done a lot of undercover cruelty investigations. We continue to do it at Animal Acres as well. It's getting tougher and tougher, to say the least, to get into these places now because activists have been so successful. But I'll tell you, Mercy has the tools. They get in there, they expose 
exposes, and it is really changing, uh, again, the way society views and treats animals um, and laws to protect these animals, but also, I think, just exposing people to the fact that they are living, sentient beings. So undercover investigations are, again, right up there with sanctuary is one of the most important tools we have because we need to show people the truth. And factory farms and slaughterhouses and stockyards do not open their doors to us. It's very challenging, very difficult uh, emotionally, physically for activists to get into these places. Um, but everybody is doing, doing their hardest, and it is really making a difference. Um, just, in fact, last year, Animal Acres was able to um, finally form the first humane enforcement agency for farm animals. It's a separate organization, but we did all the paperwork, we did the corporation, we you know, faced a huge legal battle, the, you know, the powers that be fought us, but we eventually won. And this year, um, we finally, there's our first humane enforcement agent officer for farm animals, um, and it's a thing that we're going to continue to try to grow in counties throughout California. There is a huge need for humane enforcement efforts and investigations for farm animals because it's never been done, and yet they're the largest group of animals exploited by humans. I want to remind listeners that they're in tune to in Irvine. This is Justice or Justice. We're speaking with Laurie Houston, founder of Animal Acres. And uh, there is a little bit of an echo on my end, but uh, I don't know if it's coming out on the radio, so I apologize if listeners hear it. But, you know, the whole undercover investigation thing I find so interesting because I think it shows the lack of screening that goes into uh, who's hired at uh, pet stores, at circuses, and uh, other places where animals are are used either as entertainment or commodities, that no one figures out that the person they've hired might have a background in animal rights. (laughs) I mean... But isn't that somewhat telling? It is. I mean, there's absolutely no, you know, scrutiny of workers, and that's why um, some of the things that have been undercovered um, by animal activists are people, you know, mutilating animals, purposely being cruel and beating animals. And, you know, there was a great undercover investigation by Humane Farming Association where on a, a pig farm these pigs were being killed by, stra- you know, literally hanging them, strangling them to death. I mean, it was just the worst stuff. And people, you know understandably want to close their eyes to this cruelty, but we have to. We owe it to these animals who are suffering so much to keep not only our eyes open, but the eyes of the world. And when we do, when we are able to get exposed, I mean, in the short, short amount of time that Animal Acres was formed, we uh, opened our doors in 2005, we've already been featured on PBS, national TV, 30 days show. I mean, it's when you're doing the work, you know, the media will come. <laughs> and it's so vital that we, you know, not, you know, we, of course, want to save every animal, but you can't. There are 10 billion produced in the United States alone, not in including fish. So every animal has to be the best ambassador, and we have to be the best at our jobs to, to get this on the news, And because certainly you know, we don't have the advertising budgets of the meat industry. We have to rely on the media. And that's why it's so important to get celebrities involved. I mean, Animal Acres is really blessed to have the support of dozens and dozens of Hollywood's famous friends of farm animals. I mean, Bill Maher, who's one of our members, said it best when he said he was pleased to be a supporter of Animal Acres. The special place is giving city slickers an opportunity to get to know farm animals, and it's hard to eat a pig after you've given one a belly rub. You know, when you have people like that saying that, (laughs) people pay attention. Uh, And so it's really important to do, use every tool, use every resource, get every person involved, um, from celebrities to people to muck barns, um, to this effort. 
Well, and talk about the education. You mentioned before that you're a certified... Uh, Humane, exactly. Explain. We're basically, um, with the LA Unified School District, you have to do a lot of paperwork and they check you out and so forth. And, you know, it's challenging because we certainly do promote vegetarianism and veganism on our website. And, you know, we weren't going to stop doing that. And yet we found that we were able to get a, as a registered certified site for humane education. So that means when the teacher goes and looks through her pamphlet of all the places that she or he can take kids to, Animal Acres is one of them. Um, now, obviously, we with kids, you do need to be very careful, especially young kids. You can't, you know, bombard them with cruel facts and stuff. It's too hard for them to process, and, um, you know, we don't want them to go home and have nightmares. Teenagers, a different story. You know, they're fully able to listen to and, and absorb all the information that you would give an adult. But bottom line is whether it's a six-year-old or a 16, they're learning one important lesson, that farm animals are animals too, that they have feelings, that they like cows like chin scratches and pigs, as we said a million times, like belly rubs and turkeys are inquisitive and curious. And it really makes a difference. Uh, we have, as I said, a group coming out today. and. I know, even with the six-year-olds, they're going to say, oh, I bet you guys are vegetarians. <laughs> we don't bring it up, they do. And um, it really, you can see the little wheels spinning in their heads, and I really think it's we're raising a whole new generation um, with all the work that all groups are doing, from sanctuaries to undercover investigation groups, just to teach people that these are living, sentient animals. We're speaking with Lori Houston, the founder of Animal Acres, which is a beautiful 26-acre sanctuary. Uh, just north of Los Angeles, uh, you've got a uh, gala, or is it a gala? I never know. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure either. <laughs> you have a celebration <laughs> coming up. Now, now you stumped me, Jared. Oh. So uh, tell our listeners a bit about <laughs> the event. You mentioned uh, a little bit about uh, some of the celebrities that will be there. I, I'm sure you're including me in that uh, of list course. of celebrities. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one's more celebrated than a community <laughs> radio host. Well, I think it's an incredibly important job. <laughs> and again, at a place where people are opening their minds you know, to different views and different ideas. So bravo to you. But absolutely, we, we do these events. Our gala, let's call it gala for lack okay. of a better word, um, <laughs> is primarily our biggest benefit of the year. I mean, it certainly shines a spotlight on these issues, and we get media attention because of you know our celebrity involvement. But it is predominantly a fundraiser, and in fact, we hope it to raise about a third of our shelter budget, especially this year with these tough economic times. Donations are down. We're really, really cutting our gala just to keep our doors open for more suffering animals. So, yes, we have 25 celebrity supporters. Ellen DeGeneres is our honorary chair this year, which is fabulous. Um, and it's going to be a really great party for a really good cause. We do awards ceremonies, and we actually have our celebrity hosts give out awards um, to recognize activists uh, and volunteers with animals. Acres who have done good work, a fabulous vegan organic dinner or d'oeuvres cowtail party um, by Madeline Bistro, which is you know one of LA's premier vegan restaurants. So it's really a fun party, but again with a very serious mission to raise money so we can keep our doors open. But we have lots of events throughout the year. If people go to our website, animalacres.org, the gala is definitely a higher price ticket since it's a fundraiser, but we have all kinds of great events coming up like our Compassionate Cuisine Celebration, which is actually in Long Beach. That's October 9th. We have a Decadent Desserts cooking class November 7th. We're going to have a Turkey Trot Walkathon <laughs> in November <laughs> because we need 
definitely, again, to raise funds for rescuing turkeys and other critters. And then one of our favorite events for everybody is our Thanksgiving for the turkeys. We have that on the Saturday before Thanksgiving where people come out, feed the turkeys, and have a really nice day at the sanctuary. So, Or you can come out for Sunday tours. We're open for tours every Sunday if you become a member. $25 or more a year, you get free tours. How's that? That's a pretty cool benefit. Um, or you can come volunteer. We always need volunteers. We are a pretty small staff. There's only a handful of us, actually, that are on staff. We rely on about 200 volunteers um, to put on our events and to come muck barns. So there's lots of ways people can get involved. And, yeah, it's a bit of a schlep, obviously, all the way down um, from where you guys are at. But make a day of it, and it'll really be a memorable day for you, guaranteed. And for those who do want to volunteer, Scratching my belly is not one of the requirements. So, uh, there you go. <laughs> finally, uh, I'd love to give you an opportunity to talk about the importance of uh, veganism for animal welfare. Wow, it's it's the single most important thing you can do for animals to save them. It, um, and you know what's really neat? I've kind of coined it vegan kinship. When you become a vegan, you I truly believe you start having this special kinship with animals because you know in your heart and soul that you are doing everything possible um, to not harm any living being. And it's interesting to me that so many people can still, like you say, love dogs and cats and have them in their families and yet chow down on a burger or eat eggs. And again, I have to hope that they just need an opportunity to reconnect with these animals because if, if you truly care about animals, you will go vegan. There is just no way to get around it, you know, and it's so easy nowadays. I mean, when I became a vegan in the 80s, I mean, there was just nothing hardly to eat except salads and granola bars, and now you can go into any grocery store around the country, and there's just a host of, you know, pre-made vegan foods, and here in California, we've got such great produce. You know, it's really, really easy. It's just a learning new habits, learning new recipes. I mean, that's one of the reasons we have cooking classes and stuff at Animal Acres to show people how easy it is. But it's uh, it's really the most important thing you can do to animals, and it's the thing that you can do every day. You don't have to stand on the street corner to protest. You don't have to crawl around, do undercover investigations in an egg farm. You can save animals from horrendous torture, neglect, and ultimately their death just by what you or who, I should say, you choose to eat. It's it's vital. It's absolutely vital. The website is animalacres.org, and uh, it is located at 5200 Escondido Canyon Road in Acton. The telephone number is, uh, let me make sure, why don't you give us the telephone number? Yeah. 661-269-5404. And let us know, uh, tickets for the gala are on sale until September 1st, but you can check out all the events and the different ways to volunteer and participate just by checking out our website. And uh, Lori Houston, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Wow, thank you so much for having us. Take care, and I'll see you at the gala. Sounds great. Uh, bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye.